Today is the first Sunday of the Coptic month of Hatur, and the theme of this Coptic month is listening to the Word of God in our lives. And since this month corresponds to the planting season in Egypt, you'll notice that many of the readings were about sowing or planting seed. For instance, in the Pauline we read today, it says, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And the gospel today is from Luke chapter 8. And it's about the parable of the sower. And in the parable of the sower, uh, the Lord speaks about four different types of ground. Four different types of ground. He speaks about the wayside. He speaks about the rocky ground. He speaks about the thorns. And he speaks about good ground. And so, and I'm sure you're all aware you've heard this parable before. That these these types of ground are a symbol of the heart. Or stages in the spiritual life. And interestingly enough, next week also the gospel will be the parable of the sower. So what I thought I would do for the next two weeks is this week I would focus in on the first ground, which is the wayside. And then next week we'll talk about the other two, uh, the rocky ground, the thorns. And the good ground we'll talk about a little bit today, a little bit next time. But what I'd like to do for us right now is to start doing like a self-diagnosis of which type of ground we are. What type of ground are we? Of the four types, the wayside, the rocky or the thorny ground, or the good ground. And one of the ways uh, to do this self-diagnosis is to think of yourself like a, a seismograph. Do you know what a seismograph is? A seismograph is what is used to uh, detect earthquakes. So it's the machine when if everything is calm and steady, the machine has no like reading, it's flat. But if it starts to feel like vibration or an earth shake, the machine will go crazy. So the idea I want you to think about is imagine your heart as a seismograph. And when you hear the word of God, when you hear the word of God in your life, how does your heart respond? Does your heart flatline? Or when you hear the word of God, does it shake? Does it move? Does it feel anything? Hearing a message of repentance, or like while you're doing your prayers, or reading the Bible, does that move your heart? Is those, are those, do any of those things shake your heart in any way? What is the output of the seismograph of your heart when you hear the Word of God? And from the parable, I believe that each of the different types of ground have a different output from the seismograph. You know, the the wayside is like more of a flat line. The rocky ground is maybe a little hezekita. And then the thorny ground maybe deeper. And the good ground, big shakes. So different outputs. So you can analyze for yourself what type of ground you are. But today, as I said, I want to focus in on the, the first type of ground. The first type of ground is the wayside. And in the beginning of the parable, the Lord, He talks about the wayside. He says, A sower went out to sow seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. And when the Lord was explaining the parable, He described the wayside. He said, Those by the wayside are those 
so you can diagnose. It says, are those who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. So when I thought about this, I thought about five types of people that I could characterize as wayside. As wayside people. Five different types of people that we could characterize as wayside. The first type of person I think we could characterize as wayside is very obvious. Is atheists or anyone who denies who denies or reject the existence of God. Or those who deny the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the wayside. So like a famous example is like uh, Richard Dawkins. I don't know if you're familiar with the Richard Dawkins. Whenever I watch a Richard Dawkins videos, like uh, my seismograph is uh, because he's very like attacking, attacking the like the Christian faith. And he's like mock the Christians and make fun of them. And so he's very like fighting against that's like the wayside for sure. Like uh, the, the word of God goes and it just drops off the side. Anyone who has a strong conviction against, uh, you know, the divinity of Christ or the existence of God is, is by definition the wayside. But because I think we're all in a, a church place, hopefully we don't need to speak about that type uh, very much. The second type of person that I think the wayside could characterize is those who believe in God, those who believe in God, but strongly oppose or strongly disobey the word of God. So you believe in God now, but you strongly disobey the word of God. And I thought about this is like when, you know, the Lord sends a message to you, does like, and says like a correction, does that shake your heart? And does that like cause your seismograph to move a little bit or not really? For instance, I was thinking about the sons of Eli. The sons of Eli were so corrupt and they were sons of priests and they would, people would come to offer their sacrifices and they would not offer the sacrifice in the right way and steal portions of the sacrifice and then they would do shameful things in the temple and actually Eli rebuked them late but he rebuked them and he said to them why do you do such things I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours no my sons the report I hear is spreading among the Lord's people and is not good if one person sins against God God may mediate for the offender but if anyone sins against the Lord who will intercede for them and then it's written that his sons hear what his sons said it says his sons however did not listen to their father's rebuke so they, they, I think they believed in God, but when they were rebuked and told, stop doing these bad things, the seismograph didn't move. And they rejected the rebuke and continued to, to act sinfully. Another example is the story of Cain. The story of Cain and Abel I find is very interesting because, you know, Cain offered a sacrifice and Abel offered a sacrifice as well but the Lord preferred the sacrifice of Abel and actually the Lord gave an opportunity to Cain to correct his ways sent him a message the so, the the seed was thrown to Abel or to Cain to correct himself to change to do something different and the Lord said to Cain he said why are you angry why is your face downcast 
If you do right, will you not be accepted? If you do right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door and it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. So even the Lord went to Cain and said, tried to save Cain and said, Cain, don't let, you know, your anger take you down a wrong path. But Cain did not, did not heed the word of God. So he committed the sin and murdered his brother. So that's the second type of people who are in the wayside. The people that don't feel the rebuke of God or don't listen to the correcting of God. And God's always trying to correct our path. But some of us may be a little stubborn and don't want to go in that correction. The third type of people in the wayside I think could be representative of apathetic people. Someone who is apathetic is someone who has an absence of interest in or concern about emotional, social, spiritual, philosophical, or even physical life in the world. And to put it simply, an apathetic person is someone who just, mm, mm, I don't care, it's okay, uh, it's okay, this was all, uh, it's okay. And then we just, uh, you should do this, uh, it's okay. Uh. And that's just an app, just going with the flow, so to speak. And, and to put it like, uh, like in the, another translation of the Bible of today, it describes the wayside in the following matter, the following manner. It says, a sower went out to sow seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the traveled path, and it was trodden underfoot, and the birds of the air came. So it's like as if the seed, the word of God, was cast, Right? And then, guess what the people were doing to it? Just stepping on it. Because they didn't care for it. It was just something normal. It was just something, you know, eh, it's okay. And we just step on. They didn't value the Word of God. And I think the, the, the apathetic person has a very shallow relationship with God. He just goes through the motions. Maybe he comes to church and... Maybe, but very shallow, very shallow. Doesn't have a personal relationship with God. And he's not interested to grow in his spiritual life. No interest to grow in the spiritual life. Or no interest in changing their way of life. They're sort of just set in their way. So it's, uh, it's okay, it's whatever. And unfortunately, I think this is a problem that plagues all of us. I think this is a problem that plagues all of us. And the problem of apathy is like... Uh, Closely related to some of the other ideas that maybe I've spoken to in the past about being conscious of our sin or being a lukewarm Christian. I think that we all have periods of apathy. And that's why sometimes we're all in this wayside phase. I think parents sometimes can be apathetic uh, about their spiritual lives. And sometimes they just kind of want their kids to... To do things, but then they themselves aren't, uh, you know, caring very much for their own spiritual lives. Or sometimes maybe one spouse could be apathetic and another one could not be. Or sometimes kids are apathetic in their, in their, like schooling and in their, in, in their spirituality. So I think the problem of apathy is very spread out. But the problem with apathy, and hear this carefully, is that it catches up to us. The problem of apathy catches up to us. And you can only be apathetic for so long before you realize, oh man, 
I missed out. I missed out on some opportunities in the past. The apathetic person will miss out on many opportunities. I think the, a great example of an apathetic person in the Bible is Esau, the brother of Jacob. Esau was the firstborn, but on one occasion when he was so hungry and he was going out to hunt and he came back so hungry, just in an instant because of indifference, guess what? Birthright, gone. Why? Why Why Esau, do you give up your birthright? But he didn't care. Actually, one of the... He says he despised his birthright. Another, like, I was looking in some translations in Hebrew. It said despised or another one was didn't care for. He didn't care for it. So he didn't care for his birthright. He was apathetic. But eventually his apathy started to catch up to him. And Jacob, on the other hand, was someone not apathetic, actually. Jacob was... I think like uh, the opposite of, of Esau in that respect. Actually, Jacob is one who fought for a blessing. When, when someone was coming to bless, or the angel was coming, he's the one that wrestled all night for a blessing, said, I want the blessing. Many of us, we would just say, uh, the apathetic person would be like, oh, it's too much work to get a blessing. I don't want this blessing, it's okay. But Jacob actually fought for the blessing. Esau reminds me of the, the carnal man, while Jacob reminds me of the, the spiritual man. In Romans 8, it talks about that. He says, for we, those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. And those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because carnal mind, to be carnally mind, I mean, Esau sold his birthright for food. Thinking about food above his spirituality. For to be carnally minded is enmity with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So to be carnally minded, I think, is to be... Apathetic, And to be apathetic is to be the wayside. That's the third type of person. The apathetic type of person. The fourth type of person that I think can be represented by the wayside is actually the grieving person. The grieving person. The person that has felt so much pain. The one that has seen so much abuse. That they no longer believe in the promises of God. So when the, the, like God is trying to give them a promise, they're so hurt. They've seen so much anger and, and they're experiencing so much injustice. Or maybe they're feeling neglected. And so this person starts to stiffen and become solid. Like a piece of bread that's left and like out. It starts to, to naturally become rock solid. That's like a type of wayside. That now, no matter how hard you try to crack the, the bread, it becomes very difficult for the seed to penetrate and get into, 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 into the, into the hard ground because it's become so stiff, lacks moisture. And then this leads to like severe depression or like suicidal thoughts or could resort to drug use or other unhealthy ways to deal with grief. The good news 
is that the Lord actually never neglects the wayside. Actually never neglects the wayside. Actually that's why in the story today, the Lord throws seeds to the the wayside. There's hope that the wayside actually is going to be transformed to to be good ground. The wayside can be transformed to good ground. That's last week we talked about the Lord who takes away our tears. The Lord who softens our tears. So the Lord is always trying to to soften and to take away our pain. The fifth type of person that could be represented by the wayside this is the last person. The last person that could be represented by the wayside, I think this is sometimes all of us, is sometimes when, sometimes you just like, don't hear the voice of God in your life. Like I kind of tricked you at the beginning. When I asked you about your seismograph and how your seismograph shakes, I would be lying to you if I said every time I went to pray, my seismograph was going like, this I would be like my confession to you is no it's not sometimes it's very flat I'm, I'm not it's my confession to you so sometimes there is silence and sometimes there is dryness in like in the spiritual life it's it's a stage of the spiritual life it's it's it is a stage of the spiritual life actually I was thinking about the psalm like David the psalmist he actually felt that stage felt that stage of dryness. Actually in the Psalms, one of the Psalms we say in the first hour, it says, Oh God, my God, I will rise up early to you, for my soul has thirsted for you, to make my flesh blossom for you. Make my flesh blossom. It's as if he's saying, like I'm not blossomed. My flesh is dry. My flesh is the, the wayside. My flesh is the wayside. He says, in a barren land, in a trackless dry place. And then he says, So I have be- appeared before you in the holy to see your power and your glory. For your mercy is chosen more than life. My lips shall praise you. And I will bless you during my life. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be filled. Oh, I thought you were the dry land. I thought you didn't, I thought you didn't have, like you were feeling dryness. But then it says, My soul shall be filled as with marrow and fatness. Marrow's like the good part and like the musmus, you know, dad always loved the, the, the mar, like the good part of the, so the, the, my soul shall be filled with marrow and fatness and my lips of joy shall praise your name. So I see this as all of us could be the wayside in that sometimes we're thirsty for a message from God. All of us are thirsty for a message from God. But if you're very thirsty and very hungry, God will will pour forth, give you marrow and fatness, and and lips of joy shall praise your name. That's why today, actually, the Acts was about the the conversion of the Gentiles. Of the Gentiles, those are the wayside. Aren't the Gentiles the wayside? So I would put them in category one. But I would also put them in category five. Because they were thirsty. Why, like Someone like Cornelius was very thirsty to hear, like to see God, to feel God. And so when he was very thirsty, guess what? The seed came, took the seed. And then it says that the Holy Spirit descended upon them. And St. Peter was shocked. Like, oh my, oh my. 
the same Holy Spirit as it did in Pentecost is now descending upon the Gentiles. This is the seed, the, like the word of God that transforms everyone. So I think each of us, we can contemplate upon these five people and try to think of where we are. Are we the, well, we're not the atheists, hopefully. So we're not the atheists. Do we willfully disobey the Lord? If we're not, we have to seek correction to hear the word of the Lord. Are we those who are apathetic? Please don't be apathetic. I wish one word we never said anymore is, I don't care. Yes, you care. We care about everything. About everything. We care. Yes, we care. Yes, we can. We care. Okay? And then, uh, the fourth type is the one who were grieved. The ones who are grieved. And the fifth, the ones are so thirsty. I pray that God opens our heart and converts us from the wayside to be the good ground. And glory be to God forever. Amen.